So let's see what you've been waiting to learn about when it comes to newsletters. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perf. Now let's get to it. Well, welcome back, my inbox besties. Bestie, it's Kate Doster here of katedoster.com, and welcome to my Ask Me Anything June event. Now, originally, this was going to be three episodes, and then we're going to have our What to Send Your List in July episode, but it turns out June has five. Wednesdays. So I've actually broken up the one that was originally scheduled today, which I think is going to be much better. Originally, we were going to do newsletters and like launching and sales. So launching and sales, I'm actually, I haven't decided if it's going to come out the very last week of June or like the fourth Wednesday. Um, I think it's going to be the last one that way, what to send your list in July. You guys have enough time to write stuff if you want to pre-write. So that'll be coming up. But next week, it's going to be about like Kate's favorite things and like businessy sort of miscellaneous questions. I'm really excited for those. So today we're answering a lot about newsletters and a welcome series as well. And we're going to answer the age-old question, how many freebies should I have? But first, let's go ahead and thank our tool of the week. Email marketing is tough. From figuring out what freebie to create to actually getting people there, signing it up, and never mind when it comes time to send that weekly newsletter, having the nerve to go ahead and hit send. You know what shouldn't be tough? Figuring out how to do all of those stuff in your email service provider, which is why I want you to check out ConvertKit. ConvertKit is the only email marketing software that was created by a pro blogger for pro bloggers. And they make it ridiculously easy to find out what your open rates are, have multiple freebies, but only send your welcome series once so you don't seem like a weirdo. And of course, guys, they come with stunning free landing pages. And guess what? As a listener of Inbox Besties, you can actually get a free 30-day trial to take a look under the hood to see how much easier it is than your current email software is. So head on over to katedoster.com forward slash CK to claim your free 30-day trial of ConvertKit. Once again, head on over to katedoster.com forward slash CK and claim your 30-day free trial now. Alrighty, guys. So I'll be honest with you. I originally recorded this episode. It was like 40 minutes. I'm like, how are these rapid fire? So I'm like, nope, let me re-record this. I want them under 15 minutes and I think that I can do it. So first question, do you have a favorite day to send newsletters? Absolutely not. I tend to send them on Fridays just because I don't really pre-write my emails. I like to see what's going on in the world in the week. And I'm just one of those people. That's my favorite thing to do Friday morning or Thursday night is to write the newsletter. That being said, for most people, I would say if you're going to be sending once a week, and we're going to talk about that question next, then Monday, I would say Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is what like people tend to say. But honestly, when do you think your people are going to be on their phones and bored? So I think that people who really are called to help moms, I would really advise you to test out sending Saturday morning for a while and see what happens because chances are they're bored watching kids shows. And then when, you know, we're allowed to do kids activities, they'll be really bored at like soccer and gymnastics and all that. So just think to yourself, when is my ideal person most likely going to be in front of their phone and bored? Also remember we're international. So I would go ahead and take a look at your good old Google analytics, where are a lot of people quote tuning in from 
and then go ahead and base it off of something where it makes sense for those particular time zones. And I'm not saying like Eastern Standard versus Pacific Standard, like here in the US. I'm just saying like, oh, they're mostly in the US and Canada. I'm going to set it prime times. I know when they're awake. So that's what I would do. <laughs> Whatever day you hit send. So is it okay? This is the next one. Is it okay for me to email my list twice a week? Absolutely. I always say, go for once a week because I just want you sending it once a week for people also to keep yourself top of mind because our podcast is for those little guys and us little guys need to make sure that our names are out there and people remember them. So that's why I say once a week. But if you want to do twice a week, go right ahead. My only advice is don't send them like back to back. Like I wouldn't send them Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, maybe you want to go with Monday, which I don't think it's an awful time to send. I mean, any day is a good day, really. Um, like say Monday, Thursday, I know we've actually been testing out, um, Tuesday, Friday. Um, but sometimes I'll send Monday, sometimes I'll send Wednesday, but usually there'll definitely be one on Friday, but get into that rhythm of at least once a week first. I think that that works out again, bare minimum though. This wasn't a question because you guys know my thoughts on this at the very least every other week, y'all, which is two, maybe three emails that you're going to have to send. I think you can manage to write two emails. Again, it's to the people who are most excited to hear from you and to learn about your topic. So totally cool to email twice a week. If you've been like someone who's been a faithful mailer where like you like only mail say on Wednesdays, just let them know. Be like, hey guys, and run it as an experiment too. Anytime you're adding another day, feel free to run it as an experiment. And even if you're a business to consumer, so you don't teach like online marketing stuff, tell them. Be like, hey guys, for the next four weeks, you're going to hear from me on Tuesdays and Fridays. What? And then now all of a sudden you have a deadline and you get to assess. So you don't have to do it forever, forever. Amen. And you won't be out of integrity if you miss a Tuesday. All right. So that's a good one. When is the best time to send a newsletter? This one kind of goes in there with the favorite day one, which I probably should have put together. There is no great time. Again, I would take a look at your Google analytics, Pinterest analytics, any type of analytics that you have on your people, go and look at them like once and see where the majority of people are tuning in from. And then just go with that. Again, if you're in the U S I mean, usually most people do stuff based off of Eastern standard, but if you're in specifically, go ahead, it's fine. You want to send it 2 PM, go ahead and do it. Um, I wouldn't necessarily send it at, you know, 3 AM to where your mass audience is. So like I'm aware because most of my stuff is an Eastern standard for my Aussies and for my people in Europe, they can be getting my emails at odd times. So, but I mean, if I was based in the UK or in Australia, or I noticed that that's where like all of my audience was from, then I would send it tailored to them. So that's what I would do. I just say, test it out. You can test it out in the morning. I know a lot of people tend to send between like six and nine Eastern standard. So I say do a little bit after that, like do 11 a.m. That way you um, will be at the top of the pack when people go to check their inbox um, because they're, you know, having lunch or they're bored. Got to keep it at that top. Is it okay to resend emails? Yes. Here's my caveat with that. So resending emails is basically essentially, say you send an email on Tuesday, 20% of your list open. So you want to resend that email to everybody who didn't open. Your email service provider will tell you how to do this. So I say, if you are going to resend emails, you need to do this sparingly. Remember that all email service providers have a hard time registering opens, particularly on mobile. 
both iOS and Android. It used to just be an Android thing. Now it's an iOS thing as well. And you know how when you look at stuff in Gmail, it'll say like, you know, do you want to load images? If they click no, or they just have that security setting off, you're never going to know if they open it. And so I know I personally would get annoyed if somebody sent me an email on Tuesday and then every single Friday, they're still sending me that same email that I already read. Okay. So don't do that. Keep it for, um, flash sales, webinars. You're part of a bundle. Like maybe you were to this one blog post that you want to be like a pillar thing that like everyone references. They're like, Oh my God, it's amazing. Then go ahead and resend it. But no, do not resend all of your emails. The other thing I would do is change your subject line because maybe your subject line was not interesting enough. So you got to do that. I personally, and you might want to test this out yourself. I'll personally put resend, which I mean, I just like to be honest with people because my internal messages with active campaign, I can't alter them at all, which is really, really annoying. Um, yet another reason why we just need to bite the bullet and go over to convert kit with convert kit. I do believe that you can change some of the messaging as well. So with both of those, you can change the subject line. Again, I like to do resend with convert kit. I believe you can change sort of the top half of the message. And so what I would actually do is I would put something like and this is like small letters at the top, say underneath your banner, something like this, have little asterisks. I know that you are passionate about blank. Again, the reason they signed up. So I know that you really want to be able to be a gentle parent and that you can lose your temper sometime. Trust me, we're all there, which is why I wanted to make sure that you saw the email that I sent on Monday that actually gives you my three top tips for, and then blank. It's not, hey, did you see this email, dummy? I noticed you didn't open creeper face. No, it, we're always putting it in their benefit. So if you can add that additional text in the body or sometimes the preview text that lets you change, then I would go ahead and do so. Again, if you're in the B2B space, I think just do resend. Or even if you have like a little bracket and you say like RS and then you put a brand new subject line because maybe yours wasn't juicy enough, just so people can kind of be aware of things. God, we're going so much faster this time. <laughs> Yay. So this is a really, really great question. And I don't think we've ever answered it on the show. And it got a little bit cut off. So I'm not wording exactly the way you sent it. So bear with me. But essentially it was, if somebody bought your tripwire, which you guys know, I hate that phrase, but if they buy a product from your thank you page, do you still send them the welcome series? like their normal freebie welcome series. So I love this one. It depends. If your buyer series that you have set up for that product is literally just like you purchased it, here's your login, then 100% you're going to send them to your welcome series. You're just going to make sure that your automation, and again, go to your email service provider. They'll help you. ConvertKit Launchpad will show you how to do this. Um, I'm going to link to that in the show notes. I don't actually talk about that course too much, but Convert Launchpad has it as well, where you can set it up where in your sequence, if somebody has say a buyer's tag for that tripwire offer, they won't get an email that is just like straight up, just selling it <laughs> that they just won't. Um, there's also something that's super more advanced called conditional messaging, but we're not going to get into that. Some more advanced strategy, but I would just set it up where the buyer series literally just like, oh, here's your login, right? And maybe you've got that one additional email to remind them to go like log in and do stuff. Let them go through your buyer series because that will be able to give them a lay of the land 
of who you are, who you help, different things that you have to offer, all of that sort of stuff. And then maybe if you have that attached to any other funnel, they can be able to go through that funnel as well. You're just going to skip the parts where they, they, they bought your tripwire. So that's exactly what I would do. Now, if you have a strong buyers series set up for people, then I would probably shut off the welcome series, to be honest with you. I don't want to get too complicated and be like, oh, you need to have one welcome series if they bought at the tripwire price and then one if they bought at the full price. I mean, you 100% can. That could be a thing. But I just want you to ask yourself, if somebody came in and all they got from me was my freebie, so you need to make sure that freebie email gets delivered. Again, ConvertKit makes that wicked easy because it's just that incentive email. Um, make sure that they get that freebie and then, again, have a really solid buyer series for people. Let them know who you are, how you help, get them going, and then you can go ahead and put them into your normal newsletter. But don't overthink it. Don't overcomplicate it. Again, I would much rather see you with just the two email buyer series that you got. You know, did you, have you logged in yet? Do you have any questions? And let them go through your normal welcome series, excluding any sales emails you have for your Tripwire product. That's it. Alrighty, so we got two more. This one's also about welcome series. Y'all have a lot of questions about welcome series. What happens? This was the question again. It gets cut off on Instagram. What happens if somebody signs up for three freebies? That was like the question. So I'm going to infer that this is what they were going for because this has actually gotten asked a lot with Love Your List as well. I think what they're getting at in this question, and you can DM me if this was you, was... If somebody signs up for three freebies, are they going to get your welcome series like three times or are they going to get two welcome series in a funnel? Like what, what do you send to these people? So here you go. If they are like gobbling up everything you have like candy, just let it ride. If your three freebies basically are upcycling all of the same emails, then what you need to do is set up your email, your welcome series like this. Okay. Take notes. You're going to set it up and I'm, I'm using ConvertKit as an example. You're going to have to go look for other places, right? So what's going to happen is when somebody signs up for freebie A, they're going to have that, usually that incentive email, so double opt-in. If you don't want to have it, you just want them to, if they sign up for freebie A, just send them a normal newsletter. You can go right ahead or send them an email. You're going to go right ahead. So they sign up for freebie A. They're going to get the freebie A email, so that way they actually get the freebie. They'll get a second email that's basically a quick tip and tells them to go back to your freebie. Once that series is done, essentially it's two emails, then you're going to have them start a new automation that is the rest of your welcome series. So the first two emails are going to be highly specific if you have a one-off freebie that they are going to be in. And then... They'll get like a rant email like we talk about in the email marketing fairy, the email marketing fairy.com. They'll get your money maker. They'll get all of that, right? And ConvertKit and most email service providers are smart to know like, okay, they signed up for freebie A and B, we're not going to doubly send them that third email because they're already in the sequence. Say they signed up for freebie C like a week later, they're not going to start them all over in the sequence because they've already been through the sequence. So I would go ahead and do it that way. If your welcome series are like, basically all of the same emails towards the bottom. Just send everybody towards that one sequence instead of having three separate welcome series. 
that was a little bit harder to explain. We might have to do a video version of that question. I think it makes a little bit more sense, but I say like, let it ride. Now, if they say sign up for your auto webinar that you've got going on or like a free five day challenge that you have going on and they signed up for a different one off freebie, let it all slide. Just, just let it go. Let it go. If you want to include a link that says something like, Hey, don't want our action series on getting started with productivity, click here and I'll stop sending them. Right. And so what that's going to do, it's going to kick them out of a welcome series that they have. So they get less emails, but they're binging all your content. Just let them have it. Just let them have it. So this is the last question and woohoo, we cut down the time of this. <laughs> How many freebies should I have? The answer is everybody has usually more than one, um, especially at the beginning. So it's going to depend on the stage of your business, how established you are and how established you are in your product suite, because at the beginning, you still feel like you're throwing spaghetti at the wall. You might not know, like, do I want to do productivity? Do I want to end up selling meal planning kits? Do I want to do like budgeting stuff? Like what I want to do? Like, you know what I mean? Um, they call them verticals or like content buckets and you're still trying to like pave the way. Where I would like to see you spend your time is there's one of those categories that really lights you up more than the other ones. We, we know it, right? So I want you to set up a freebie around that answering a yeah, but make sure that you have either a welcome series or a funnel, depending if you already have a product. If it's a lower price product, then it's more of like a general like welcome series. And then you're going to send like two emails about your, your smaller price product. It's not like a funnel where it's like every email is breaking down an excuse that somebody would have about actually seeing success with your program and with what your program helps them with. So those are two different things. But you want to have sort of that main freebie that you can just trot around everywhere. And then for your other verticals, once you have that sort of established and you're actually getting traffic towards it, you've actually created conversion style content towards it, you can go ahead and add a second one. So the freebies that we currently have are my two years worth of email ideas, which is the one I talk about a lot. We have the cookie effect webinar, which I'm actually starting to talk more about. And it's sort of shifting into more of our main freebie that you hear about. We have my freebies that serves and sells as well. So technically we have three when it comes to email marketing. And I've had a variety of different live webinars of different challenges. I think that we're actually going to be doing a brand new freebie coming up in a little bit. So make sure to just sort of evaluate and go from there. But when you are brand new, I don't want you to spend four weeks creating five different freebies. I'd rather you create one and like, make sure that people are getting eyeballs on it, make sure it's useful, tweaking it, making sure you're looking at languages, going like that, testing it, making sure that people are interested in it. And it's not just like, you know, the carrot instead of the cupcake. But I mean, if you follow the system that I teach you and love your list, that's not usually a problem. Sometimes, sometimes you pick the wrong butt, but you can usually tell pretty quickly when it's not something that people want. The only freebie that I warn against, unless you are advanced, like do not do a quiz. All those people telling you to do quizzes, don't, don't. The, in order to run a quiz effectively, you essentially need to have however many answers you have. You need to have that many additional freebies and that many additional welcome series and funnels. So if people could get four potential answers, like, oh, you're a Ravenclaw, you need to have like a PDF or an audio program or video program just for those Ravenclaw people. And you need to have a follow-up sequence for them. Even if it's a couple of emails before dumping them into a main thing, that is a lot of work. A lot of work 
to be able to do this efficiently with their data, to be able to not annoy people with the emails that you're going to send them because it, you want to be able to send them relevant things. Now, if you have your quiz builder, cause you got thrive interact, you're like, Oh God, I got it. Or no, I have thrive quiz builder. I think the other one is interact. I think that like we're doing some quizzes for fun things for a lot of affiliate tools, a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, an assessment of, are they ready for something, right? And then if they're not, you're gonna send them to a blog post. If they are, you're gonna send them to a discovery call. I think there's a lot of fun ways that you can do quizzes, but you need to be a bit more advanced in the things that you are gunning people towards. You need you need a back end plan for for freebies that are quizzes. So that is it from me, guys. Like I said, next week, it's more of that personal sort of businessy stuff. You know, if I go back and change things, biggest lesson learned, favorite books, where I found my VA, and then I'll see you guys next week. Would you rather crawl across glass naked or have to stand in line at the DMV with Taco Bell tummy? you know what I'm talking about, then actually have to write an email to your list. I mean, you don't want to come off too salesy and what if you're boring and you don't want to add to all of the noise. And somehow every single week, besides the cold sweat, you bust out with being finger tied, you know, instead of tongue tied because you're actually typing. Don't you just wish that you could just magically snap your fingers and almost have somebody else write your emails for you? Well, that's exactly what you're going to get when you invest in the Email Marketing Fairy. The Email Marketing Fairy template set is over 50 grab and go newsletters, welcome series, and even an 11 part sales funnel that you can use as an amazing jumping off point to actually write emails that connect with your audience, get replies, and most importantly, get those buy buttons hit. And all you need to do to get your hands on this, along with almost $100 worth of free bonuses, is by heading on over to the email marketing fairy. Fairy.com. That's right. Head on over to the email and you will never have to awkwardly tell your list. Hey, I know it's been a while ever. Thank you for having inbox besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster. So that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.